what's going on? I, I hope I'm live. I was I was trying to hurry up and get a last minute thing up. I did not get it up in time, so you're gonna deal with it. I was trying, I got my dude Dak who won the hundred thousand last week. I was trying to get his lineup up to show that the donkey chunk doesn't always win the hundred thousand, but I didn't get it up. And now we're live, so what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? So uh What's up, new guy? I'm the Degenerate75. I'm a high-limit DFS player who is here to help you not suck so bad at DFS, especially at PGA, because if you don't know, this shit be tough, and uh, a lot of strategies to, to consider, right? I'm independent as fuck. Nobody owns me. I don't work for anybody, and I don't really care what people think about me, so if that sounds cool, then you might want to hang around, but I will warn you, if you're here to get picks, you're in the wrong fucking place. Uh-oh. Ah, right there. Hey, you're asking, what, 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 what's this thing above your head here, dude? Well, let me tell you. Uh, I, I, look, I don't even have the right page up. This is like, I, I, look, I should have my schedule up. New guys, see, this is my schedule. We do this every Wednesday night, except tonight it's Tuesday and you're hearing the banjos. What the hell's going on? Well, the golf starts earlier this week, so we got to just run with it, brother. Uh, but I'll also be doing the showdown hoedown, which is kind of, you know, like the flagship of my station after round three and round four this week, which will be what? Thursday and Friday night this week, so check that out. It'll be good. The showdown's where the real edge is, you mother father. But uh, anyways, uh, we'll be doing a giveaway at the end. I'm not going to do it now. Sponsored by my dude, Daddy's Girl. Hang around. You have to be in the chat. No, no will this time. You got to be in the chat. So what is this little uh, fuck counter up above me? If you don't know, the big guy has a problem with saying the F-bomb too much. Makes a couple of my people uh, uh, not real happy. My mom doesn't like it, so I'm trying to break it. So we came up with the uh, the fuck counter. It's kind of like a, you know, a, cur a cursing jar. Maybe you did it with your dad when you were a kid or something, okay? And every time I say it, a dollar goes in the till, and at the end, you get to play me. If you will draw, and if you uh, win, you get to play me one-on-one. -on -one. You see this guy right here? Uh, Brando Mac, he won last week, and he played me 1v1 this week. And the mother father beat me by five freaking points. Five points, stupid John Rom and his 157 points. Get, get that. Get, hey, hey, Polly, Polly. Get the fuck out get of here. Get out of here, John Rom. But, Teddy, what should we do? Pay that man his money. I agree, Teddy. Let's pay him. Brando, he won. He beat me fair and square. Moves my record for the fuck counter. Now up to, what, six and two. I said, hey, I'm going to pay Polly the 20 bucks. I said, nah, nah, nah. I'm a gangster. Let's roll it, and we're going to play a ticket together this week. So, I, hey, I respect the cut of this man's jib, okay? But I would have paid Baldwin the money, but he wants to run a lineup. We'll do it. You're a gangster. So, hang around. I'll be, I'll be drawing over the thing. You just got to make sure. I think it's a question mark or something. I don't know. It's been a crazy day. All right, let's, hey, I got a quick question to start. A new question I've never asked before, okay? New guy, you ready for this? This is for you. The other people, they don't know what's coming. You ready for this? Have you made your lineups yet? You have, haven't you? You have. I know you have because you got a little, you're like, oh my God, the tournament starts early. I got to hurry up and get everything made. You panicked. That's a rookie move. We don't panic around here. You don't make your lineups until you watch this show. We have too many questions that need to be answered before we just willy nilly start building lineups. Be better. Be better, new guy. All right. So let's get going. Okay. The first thing we always do is, well, we, we talk contest selection. Okay. So I already fucked up my own line. Sue me. All right. Let me get the Perrier going. Okay, no, no Topa Chicos tonight. They refuse to sponsor me. I'm switching to Perrier. All right, contest selection this week. Let's be honest. It's awesome. DraftKings is really taking care of us, okay? I think that when PGA becomes king here in two weeks, we are going to see some real amazing contests because DraftKings is putting these contests up. Or, I mean, these contests are for a, day, a, a full day early. So, by the way, be on overlay watch. If you don't know what an overlay is, that's where they guarantee more money than fills. So that's number one. But if they're going to put these contests up while uh, the tournament starts a day early and there's still football going on and NBA, I mean, this is kind of the nuts. Like, this just lets you know that, they, that PGA DFS is growing. All you got to do is look at these contests, right? 
Uh, you can see the big $20 this week. I'll be playing in it with my contest winners, but I personally won't, wouldn't put my lineups in it because, you know, last week it was 500000 This week when they move it to 600000 always they always end up doing this a third to first. And when you give a third of all the money to first, it basically just fucks over all the other spots uh, in, the, in the top 10. So it's like it's basically an all or nothing, right? Which is great if you're Dak who won it last week, but not so great if you finish like eighth place. You'd be like, man, if I got eighth place, that'd be $2,500. Well, just know if you max it in this tournament, you'd still be be down 500 bucks yeah think about that for a second big guy you want to know what the real nuts tournament this is if you're an mme guy that plays you know a decent amount just go max into this five dollar this is what i'm talking about dk uh they say you know what you can have it your way and you see only 12 percent of the five dollar goes to first 12.5 percent 60 percent of a first place goes to second 10th place 133rd, not great, but you know, for a $5, that's still pretty good. So like if you're, you know, this would be, if you're going to do a mass multi-entry and you're a guy that plays 500 bucks a week, this would be a great tournament to go put a hundred lineups in. This is just a great format. It's about as good as it gets. So I'm very, very happy about that $5. You can see I've already maxed it. We will be playing that one. The $200 single entry, always the nuts. Um, you know, the $88 this week is really good. The $44 is really good, but I understand that's out of the price range of a lot of you guys. So like contests that you really need to be looking at, if you're a $50 a week kind of guy or lady, then go check out the old $3 20 max, man. It's so good. 10% to first, half of that to second and 10% of it to 10th. I mean, that's just perfect. Yes. You do have to play 23,000 people, but like you're only invested 50 bucks and there's a good chance that like, you're going to get a good amount of that back. If you have a nice tight core, go build a core with 13 to 15 players and just like mix and match those players and if you hit a good core you're gonna have a chance to win some like dancing in the streets naked money and that's really nice uh from there you can never go wrong with the tournament that i got created i got this created now i will say they didn't grow it this week which dk i'm i'm watching you i'm watching you dk uh, this is the one. This is the 18 max $10. I really just wanted it for showdown. They keep doing it for week long, whatever. I just want them to grow this bad boy during showdown because there's a lack of great options at showdown. There's tons of good ones for week long, right? Um, from there, always play single entries. Always, you know, if you if you're on a budget and you want to see what it's like to do 150 max, go play in the quarter. Go play in the 50 cent. Go play in the dime. That's a great way to practice condensing your player pool, mixing and matching your player pool. Practice your exposure, making sure you're getting leverage on all your players without having to play, you know, multiple thousands of dollars every week. That's just a great little piece of advice. Everybody has to get started somewhere. Okay, I used to. I remember like playing like my five dollars every week and being like, oh my god, if he gets a birdie here, I might double my money. So like we've all been there, right? Like no one just starts playing tens of thousands of dollars, right? So um, you know, learn learn the mean streets and then get going, okay? Let's see here. I think that's it for contest selection. You want to know the real truth? You want to know the real truth? Play showdown, okay? Because if you don't know, there's two courses this week, and I will bet you my right testicle that the north course both days plays significantly easier than the south course. I don't know if it'll, if they'll be easy or hard, but I know this: I know it will be easier than the south course, right? So, like, just go play showdown because I guarantee you, you think a lot of people are going to watch this? Maybe. I mean, maybe one percent of all the people that are going to play DFS this week are watching this. It's probably more like half of a percent, right? So I just go look. Over probably 30 to 40% of lineups will have guys from the south course on it tomorrow. Just go play guys from the north course. It's so simple. Like just like they're just going to be like on a, a course that's probably playing I would guess two shots easier tomorrow. Don't get cute. Don't get cute. Just go if they want to give you money, just take it from them, okay? The best contest you can play in of course is this one. Go play in mine. It's completely free. Just building the community. No emails, no creeper shit. You just hop in there. If you win, you get a free week on my Discord and a $20 uh, pitch and putt ticket that me and you will build together and split the profits, right? Pretty cool. 
Uh, and if you get second place, you get a free week on the Discord. Both guys did that uh, last week, and I'm I, pretty sure they're enjoying it. Pretty sure they're all up in there talking shit in a good way because we're not a toxic piece of shit environment over there. All right, next question, new guy. What's the first thing we always check? The first thing we always check. That was contest selection. We didn't check shit. We talked about it. What's the first thing we check, new guy? Wind. That's right. Good. Okay. I was looking for weather, but we will accept wind. We will, of course, start with, uh, what is this called? Uh, Windfinder, who's been flaky as fuck recently. I mean, you've been so flaky. I got some people that have been helping me find a little bit more reliable sources. More on that in a minute, Bob. As you can see, Wednesday is going to be divine. I mean, I will say it's a little cold, right? It's going to be a little a little nippy out there. 52, a wise man once told me, is not warm. I guess if you live in Minnesota, you're like, oh, you're talking about summer. Oh, wait, why are you Irish? It, you're talking about, okay, I don't, I don't, fuck, I can't find my Minnesota, Nova Scotia. Nah, fuck, that's Canadian. I don't got it. I don't got it. What do you want from me? All right, but here is where it gets hairy. Thursday afternoon, we are seeing a big old spike in wind. And you're like, hey, man, that, that, that wind finder's been wrong a lot lately. Okay, first of all, quit fucking talking like that. But what I will tell you is this. Even if they are wrong, we are going to, that, that, that's a pretty significant gust of wind, and we need to check it across multiple sources. So let's go check Willy Weather. And if you see Willy Weather, kind of agrees. They say, ah, it's not so bad, not so bad, and then lots of wind, right? All right. But here's the new one I found. And this one I've heard very good things about called windy.com, which I think they do rain. What? They do wind. Okay, my bad. And as you can see, Thursday, I mean, they have nothing going on Wednesday. Beautiful. Beautiful. But then you get over here to Thursday afternoon. They only do it in three-hour chunks because I don't want to pay the $2 a month. I'm not made of money, people. And as you can see, it's going to be it's gonna be a lot. It's going to be a lot. I mean, we're talking constant 14 to 15-mile-an-hour winds with 30-mile-an-hour gusts. And if you don't know, I'm not good at golf, but I've heard good golfers say what you really want to avoid is the gusts, right? Because you get a gust when your shot's up in the air, it could you know, sway at 10 yards, left, right, forward, back. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not good at golf. I don't know this stuff. I just hit it, and I'm like, oh, it didn't go as far as I thought. I must not hit it good. Uh, but I think real golfers, that shit does affect them. So I, here's the conundrum this week, right? What do we do? We, 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 we seem to have consensus. We will check the weather channel because I have heard they do weather. And we will see. The consensus is Thursday afternoon, it's going to pick up. So then here's the conundrum. Here's the conundrum. If we know that it's going to be windier on Thursday, what do we do? Okay, I, I actually thought I had a very good inclination to which way I was leaning on this. But then I got to seeing people on Twitter talking, and uh, it got me thinking. And I honestly, to right now, doing this show, I'm still not 100% sure which way I'm going to go. I know which way I'm going to lean. If you watched this show last uh, Wednesday, you will know that I said I don't like the guys who are going to be on the stadium course on Friday because the stadium course we knew was going to be the harder of the three courses. I will point out it was not near as hard as we were expecting, but it was the hardest of the three courses, right? And on Friday, that was the one time there was going to be some gust in the afternoon. And if you go look at the round by round, those who played Friday at the stadium course by far had the lowest scoring average of any of those three courses on any of those three days. So if I were to take that knowledge, what I got last week, Right. If I take what I got last week and I got it right and I apply it to this week, well, then you would have to say, I don't want to play the guys. When it's going to be the gustiest, I don't want them on the hardest course. Okay. And that is definitely going to be the guys that are on the South course on Thursday, right? Because the South course is the hardest of the two. So that would be the guys who start on the North course and then who are over on the Saturday course, right? So 
that would make me, that's how I was leaning. But then I saw a lot of people today making this argument on Twitter, which makes a lot of sense to me. I want the guys who are going to go roast the shit out of the North course on Wednesday, right? That's going to be your Max Homas, your Zalatoris, your Xander Shoffleys. They're all on the North course on Wednesday, the first day. And then they'll move to the South course when there's going to be windier conditions on Thursday. And they're saying, well, they'll just grind it out and hold on to that. And you know what? I think I kind of agree with that logic, at least with the very good players, right? I do think a Xander, a Max Homa, a Will Zalatoris, they are so good that they can overcome a win disadvantage on Thursday because they can just grind it out because they're so good. Not to mention, they'll probably already have a great round in their pocket from Wednesday from playing on the easier course in the really good conditions. Furthermore, I want to remind you of one more thing before you go all in on a win narrative, right? Is this. Matthew Fitzpatrick last year played the U.S. Open and won it, and he was on the side of the draw that played 2.25 shots worse than the other than the guys who had the other wave, right? So really good players seem to be able to offset that and to just mark out good players because they're on the wrong side of the wave you might be stepping on your own dick. Just something to consider. So there's two things you can do here. One, you could just stay the fuck away from showdown this week or from week long and just play showdown. That's the first one. Or I think maybe what might be the better strategy is when you build your lineups, what do we do when we play football? We always talk about correlating our lineups, right? Why would you go play Josh Allen and not running back or not have a receiver or two stacked with him? That's just silliness, right? So this is one of the few times in golf we ever get to see this correlation. And this is a great time that if you're going to go play guys who start on the north and play south on the tougher conditions, just go play all six guys from that wave. Or if you want to go the other way, go build all guys from the other wave and put them all together because there's a very good chance. I'm not going to guarantee you which wave is going to have the advantage, but I would almost bet a good amount of money that one wave will have a full shot difference than the other. Maybe it just averages out. Maybe it could. But I'm saying this. If there's a chance that there's a one a full stroke difference between those waves, you want to be a part of that. And you can really be smart about it by correlating your lineups by having all guys that start north-south or having all guys that start south-north. So then you don't really have to pick you know, between guys that you like. You can basically just say, all right, well, here's group one and here's group two, and I'm going to just play two different player pools to build my lineups. And that's a great way to hedge around it and not have to worry about being wrong about this wind and literally being blown off the course by Friday and all your lineups are dead, right? Something to consider. You do what you want. It's your money. I don't give a shit. I don't, I don't give a shit who you play, brother. All right. Uh, hey, if you don't know, it is, uh, what is it? It's, it's late Tuesday night, and the big guy, I've got like 225 lineups reserved between DraftKings and Slapdick Duel, and I haven't built a single one. How am I going to do it? I'm going to do it with a solver. You see, I got my projections already loaded in there, got my ownership already in there, and I'm going to go make really good optimized lineups right after this video, and I'm going to go make them with my uh, all my contest winners. How do I do it? Well, I use the solver the best uh, the best optimizer out there. If you want to know more about it, well, I was supposed to have my landing page open, but clearly I don't. So I'll just close that because I probably just showed you my lineups and you just use my landing page, which will be in the description. You'll get all of my, uh, projections, my ceiling points, my ownership all loaded on there. $25 a month to use a badass optimizer, right? And I've, I've heard the other optimizers mad at me. The guys who run the other one, I can't comment on that, but uh, they might be. And why might the other one might be mad at me? Well, I'll just put this up there. Because the next thing we talk about it, for all of you that don't know, kind of my thing that I do is I do ownership. And I, this was literally, I got a DM today. Somebody sent me this. You know your ownership's only good because you try so hard at it. 
Well, f- no fucking shit. Well, of course that's why it's good. I, I sweat over it all day. I'm a sweaty bastard. And I'm like, oh, well, how's the wind going to affect this? I'll be the first to admit I work really hard on my ownership. Like if your insult is your stuff's only good because you work really hard at it. Okay, that's like saying like you're only buff because you go to the gym all the time. Like, what? Is that an insult? What a dumb shit thing to say. Anyways, I digress. So yes, my ownership. I'm being very honest and forthright about it. We, re- we started counting it differently just using the 2023 calendar year full tournaments. I started adding all... All the biggest names in the industry where people get their ownership from for for a comparison because everybody can put out ownership projections but does anybody ever stop and look and be like hey are these guys even doing good you can see here is the american uh express last week right and some of you are building your lineups based off of these projections you're like well it doesn't matter if it's off don't really affect me well if you believe that you're probably a dumbass and you i can't talk any sense into you anyways but if you don't know good ownership projections are important because they help you properly uh, balance your player pool to get proper exposure to player to have leverage on all the guys in your player pool and if you don't have numbers you can count on how the hell are you ever going to be able to do these things properly so yes having good ownership projections is super important if you don't understand that you should probably click off because like this ain't the show for you bro if you want to see the uh, totals, here's the cumulative. It's only two tournaments so far, the Sony and the Amex. It's all right here. You can see. I'm not here to shit on anybody. I put it all out there. Uh, you, you take from it what you will. Um, you know, some, some are better than others. But you know what? It's a long year. Maybe things will change, right? Maybe other people will start sitting there being like, oh, ownership like me, right? I don't know. I can't guarantee you, but it is a thing that could happen. It is a thing that could happen. All right, so let's get to it. Uh, oh, let's talk a little, uh, we, we, if you don't know, new guy. We're tracking Donkey Chuck, right? Because if I have to hear this one more time, man, the Donkey Chuck always gets there. I'm just going to play Donkey Chuck all the time. And that's why you always fucking lose, right? Because you basically just see that like one Donkey Chuck guy got in there and you forget that the other five guys were just good pivots or good lower owned plays that you could have played and you just focus on the one Donkey Chuck. So what we're doing is we're tracking three Donkey Chuck players every week and we're giving two pivots off of them. One primary pivot right in that same range and one that's kind of a punt pivot. And as you can see, last week we had Will Zalatoris. He got beat by Sam Burns and Tom Kim easy pivot. We did Cam Young, who got beat by Taylor Montgomery and Siwoo Kim. And then, of course, old, old cheesesteak hoagie, he actually got there. He beat Tigala and Putnam. So if you want to know how the Donkey Chalk's doing so far, well, as you can see, the top pivot up top, the, the main guys, they're still killing it. Well, I will say the primary one's getting, it's starting to close the gap here. But the, the, the punt one, you know, like the, you know, if you, the guy that's like one-fifth the ownership, only beating him 17% of the time. So he better be uh, really low-owned. You see the Donkey Chalk number two, which is our mid-range guy. I try to get a guy from the top, a guy from the middle, and a guy from the bottom. Doesn't always work out that way. But the second guy is running straight 50-50 with both pivots. So basically, you could have just, instead of playing a 19% guy, just go play an 8% guy, and you would be 50-50 on if he did better or not, right? Because you want to know something? Your picks fucking suck, okay? <laughs> There's nothing special about him. I'm sorry. I know you got picks right a couple picks but like they're nothing special just play the game brother and then the last one donkey chalk number three you can see it's still ahead but the, the gap is closing a little bit uh old, old cheesesteak hoagie did him good last week okay so we're gonna track that we're gonna be honest if i find out the donkey chalk smashes and it's worth eating the chalk i'll be the first one to pivot because i have no pride in this shit just like if i find out that the wind is going to help the guys who are going to be on the north course uh on wednesday and the south course on thursday i'll switch the whole damn thing up i don't know the answer all right Let's get to probably the most important thing we'll ever talk about at PGA DFS. It's ownership, you motherfucker. If you don't know, ownership is basically the whole game at PGA DFS. 
everybody's, oh, you know, they got their projections and their models and all that. And that's great. Like, there's a place for all of that, okay? That that has a place in PGA DFS. But if you want to know the simple truth, it's basically who is everybody playing and who can I play this the exact same as that player at half the ownership? That's the game. That's the long-term leverage game if you really want to play it. Okay, that's why so many pros hate PGA DFS because it's not as predictable as NFL or NBA or other sports like that, right? It's so uncorrelated as almost impossibly hard to really project out. And if you're willing to be a contrarian player, it offers you a unique ability to be successful if you play the leverage game every week and you commit to it. I will tell you, you're going to go down in flames quite a bit. All right, here we go. Donkey chalk. Okay, chalk. And eh chalk, right? If you don't know, donkey chalk is chalk that's so bad that if you play it, you're a donkey dick. Then there's eh chalk, like, okay, this is getting a little high. I don't love it, but I get it if you're in love with this guy. And then there's like, okay, chalk, like, okay, I don't even really think that guy's chalk. They're just calling him chalk because they don't know the terms, right? So let's go through this top 10 here with a couple honorable mentions and let's talk about who falls into which classifications and why. Let's get going. John Rahm, 11,600, which I got to give it up to my boys at DK. Pricing him $1,100 higher than any other player, at least they're starting to get it because John Rahm is, you know, nothing gets on my nerves more than when he's $300 more than the next guy. John Rahm should legit be like $1,500 clear of everybody based on the level of play he is at right now, right? So because of that, at least 1,100, people are actually having to make a real decision to get John Rahm in their lineup. Furthermore, John Rahm is going to be starting at the south course and then playing the north course uh, on the windy Thursday day, right? Which I, I, I guess looking at BK's poll earlier is actually going to be the minority of people that are playing that. Um, I don't know. I saw Pat say one thing. I saw BK say the other one. I'm not sure which one's right. Uh, I think it's actually going to be 50-50. I think about the same amount of people are going to play south-north guys and a lot of guys are going to play north-south and then a lot of people aren't even going to give it a second fucking thought. Okay? So because of that, we got John Rahm coming at it as smooth. 34%! A guy at 11,600 coming in at 34%. Uh, you, you rarely see it. I mean, you, you literally only see it when you get guys like on heaters like you saw with Scheffler last year, right? John Rahm is the nuts. He is breaking the models. He is His cut rate is outrageous. His win equity is outrageous. His uh, 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 top 20 percentage, outrageous. He's unbelievable, right? He's just on one of those runs right now. I'll be the first to tell you, the man needs a haircut. But other than that, I don't think anything could stop him right now. But at 34%, when you've, got, uh, when you've got guys right there at half his ownership or you've got Morikawa legit coming in at about a third of his ownership, I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but that man, he's donkey chalk. The man is donkey chalk. I mean, 34% at PGA, all right? This ain't, this ain't like Josh Allen playing the Chiefs, okay? There's no sure thing at PGA. Okay, John Rahm gets out there and the wind starts blowing Thursday and he's like, bruh, 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 I'm going to go through a little bitch fit. Okay, you, I've seen it. All right, there is a path for John Rahm to not do great this week. Okay, just know that. All right, number two, Justin Thomas. I, I, I think they must have had the intern in this week because Justin Thomas at 9400 is a ridiculous price. Uh, I got to tell you... Uh, I thought he would be higher, but he's not coming in as high. Uh, if you really, if you just look at the guys that are relative around him, he is pretty high, but he's not like disgustingly high. I went back and forth on this one, but I think for my boy Justin Thomas, I don't love it, so he's just going to be. Eh, he's at chalk, okay. Now, why is Justin Thomas the second highest guy, but he's not donkey chalk? Because all the other guys right around him. To me, to be donkey chalk, you have to be significantly higher than the guys right above and right below you, usually 50% higher, right? But he's only one or two points higher than those guys, so he's only, he's only inflated about 10 to 15% higher ownership. So yes, he is a little on the chalky side, but not like disgustingly chalky, right? However, when you get to Max Homa, and let me be the first to tell you, the first thing I thought of this week when I thought, oh, they're playing Torrey Pines, I'm all in on Max Homa. First thought I had. First thought I had. I was like, I'm playing that guy. And then I saw 9,100. I was like, oh, give me all the Max Homa. 
But the more I've thought about it, uh, he's just too high. There's just obvious pivots right around him, right? There's guys right below him that are legit one-third his ownership, one-half his ownership, right below him. Uh, and on the worst day of their life, there's no way they're half as good a golfers as him. So I hate to say it, but old, old Max Homa, as much as I may love you, he's donkey chalk. The man is donkey chalk. I will not play donkey chalk, except when I do. Uh, Xander Schauffele. And Tony Finau, I will tell you, both of them are coming in right around 20%. They're both really good plays. And normally you would say, 20%, that's donkey chop. But you got to remember, when you're sandwiched between Rom, uh, who is coming in at 35%, you can't be donkey chalk, right? Because you're significantly lower than him. And then you've got Morikawa, who's below him, who, who does give us a pretty obvious pivot. So because of that, I think we'll just cut the middle ground. We're going to call both of these guys, eh, chalk. Don't love it. Don't love it. But we'll, we understand, right? All right, the second guy. If I was all about some Max Oma, I was really all about some, some Willie Z. All right? And so because of this, I think, man, I can't even remember what I made him. You know what? I'm going to be generous. I'm going to just call my boy Willie Z because I thought he would be closer to 25%. These are my final. I think this is, I might change it one more time, but this is my current final ownership. I think I'm just going to give him, I think, I think he's just going to be, eh, I don't love it. But my boy Jason Day. 17.6% when there's guys legit around him, like 6 and 7% right next to him. When did Jason do? This isn't 2017, people. What are we doing? Jason Day's 8,800. That's like a real price that you're paying for a golfer. A real price. Jason Day. I know he looked good last week and he has a beard and, you know, like he's $300 than JJ Spawn, who's his doppelganger. I get it. I get all those things. But 8,800 uh, and he's 18% and there's guys directly right around him. You know, the man is Donkey Chuck. The man is Donkey Chuck. Bad Donkey Chuck. I'll steal my plan. Hey, and I don't play Donkey Chuck, except when I do. All right, please. Hey, new guy. I know this Donkey Chalk stuff's a lot for you. You can play Donkey Chalk. When I say Donkey Chalk, that just means you need to be aware that when I pick this guy in my lineup, I'm putting a donkey player in my lineup, and I need to be aware of what I need to do with the other five spots in my lineup, okay? They're usually Donkey Chalk because they're good plays, okay? That doesn't mean you don't play them. It just means you don't go play them with, like, three other Donkey Chalk guys. I want you to understand this. New guy, I like the cut of your jib. All right, Maverick McNeely, 8,600. By the way, Maverick McNeely's 8,600. When did Maverick McNeely become, like, a top 15 golfer in this field? I don't know. But he's from, like, California, dude. And, like, this tournament's in California, so he's, like, going to play good and stuff. Okay, well, if that's your narrative, you go right on the fuck ahead. I'm going to just go ahead and tell you what he is. The man is Donkey Chalk. Maverick Maverick McDonkey is his name. Get the hell out of here. Get the, Polly, tell him. Get the fuck out of here. Thank you, Polly. By the way, when he cusses, that don't count. That don't count. I don't want to hear it. All right. Taylor Montgomery. He's, you know, like, I don't even consider guys like Taylor Montgomery and Sung J.M. A lot of people are like, 15%, uh, that's chalk. Well, no, you're just a dumbass, and you don't understand the term. Really, all that is is, like, they're just expensive, right? And people, if there's rule, one rule people follow, it's just that they spend their money. So they're just, okay. they're okay chalk, okay? Like, I don't even really consider that chalk. So if you want to consider that chalk, they're okay chalk. But then you get down here to Will Gordon. Coming in 11%, you're like, he can't be chalk if you're 11%. Well, he's quite a bit higher than everybody around him, right? The, the pricing is really even this week once you get below 8,500. There's really no disgusting guys that are really uh, sticking out. That's why I had to point out these two. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give my boy Will Gordon. You need to watch it, right? Yeah. He's eh, eh, chalk. He is a little bit higher than everybody else around him, but not like, you know, he, he ain't quite a donkey. But then you've got Johatton Vegas. Is that how you said? Johatton? Uh, we'll just call him Jonathan. All right, uh, Johatton Vegas, uh, 9%. Literally, the two guys above him and the two guys below him, I believe, are all roughly about 2%. If you think Jonathan Vegas is four times more likely to outproduce the guys right above him and right below him, you slip into my DMs tonight, you tell me how much you want to wager, and you give me four to one odds, any amount of money you want, okay? But in the meantime, all you really need to know, the man is Donkey Chalk. Donkey Chalk.
I still might play him. <laughs> he was on my sleepers list earlier, and now, now I don't get to play him. All right, so that's ownership. Let's get over to the model because I make a model, and my model is like the most important thing, man. I actually really big this week on off the tee and around the greens. Why those two things? Well, because the course is long. You need to be good and effective off the tee around the green because your ass is going to be scrambling your balls off the whole time, right? So those are two things I really focused on. Of course, I looked at recent form, driving distance, good drives, course history, um, uh, longer par fours, proximity from 200, uh, 175 to 200, and 150 to 175, par five scoring on difficult courses, putting at this course, because I've, I've, once again, I'm not a dude that jerks off the grass, but I've heard that these greens don't roll like traditional POA greens. I've heard it from more than one smart person, good enough for me to run with. Plus, if they've putted well at this course before, clearly they, <laughs> there might be a correlation there, seeing it's the same fucking greens. All right. Uh, from there, I looked at long 72 courses, difficult 72 courses, fast greens, and I already told you about the proximities. And what a surprise, everybody! John Rahm's number one in the model. Can you believe that? I made a model and John Rahm's number one in it. <laughs> Incredible. How do I do it? I don't know. These models are amazing. All right. So here we go. Uh, as you can see, John Rahm is unbelievable. He's like number one in legit, what is that, five different stats that I looked up. I mean, the guy's an animal. He's an absolute animal. And if you want to play John Rahm, I get it. I do, because I want to play John Rahm. But here's what I'll tell you. Okay, And this this happened to me last Wednesday night. I had decided I wasn't playing John Rahm, and then FOMO kicked in, and I ended up playing 60% Rahm. He was actually my most exposed player that I had last week. And I'm glad I did it, because, you know, he won. Um... But here's what you got to do. If you're going to play John Rom, you need to shit or get off the pot. You need to commit to him. You need to, like, play him in 2x of your lineups. If that's too much for you, well, then, like, just don't play him. Just be ballsy and fade his ass, okay? But don't be a wiener and go play. Well, I'll just do 15%. Like, if you're going to play 15%, just play zero, you wiener. Just commit to him or don't. And the other thing you need to think about, it's not about how good John Rom is and how unstoppable he seems at the moment. It's what he does to the rest of your lineup. Because if you start with John Rom, you can pretty much kiss every player down to probably Justin Thomas goodbye. It's just not very practical to build a John Rom tony Finau lineup or a John Rom xander Shuffle lineup because the rest of your lineup's just punt city. Right, and, and there's not real great options down in the 6Ks or the low 7Ks. It's, it's kind of a wasteland down there. So when you play John Rom, you need to be aware of what that does to the rest of your lineup and ask yourself, is it worth it, right? If you love Sung Jae, Taylor Montgomery, Max Homa, Justin Thomas, Zalatoris, and you want to get a lot of exposure to that range, I don't know how you can play John Rom and get proper exposure to all those guys. I don't see it, Bob. I don't see it. You do what you do, you boo. But I'm just telling you, he really prices you out on a lot of guys because eleven six is a big kid price tag. I mean, a really big price tag. All right, from there, uh, Xander Schauffele, number two in the model. What a surprise that Xander would be number two in the model. He looked unbelievable. All our fears about him being injured seem to be gone. He's from San Diego, and, like, this one's, like, in San Diego, so, like, he's going to do good. Matter of fact, I actually really like the sleeping in your own bed narrative, but I don't think Xander still lives in San Diego. I think he's just from there, which sometimes can be a negative when they go back because now they got to go visit everybody and they're not focused on golf. But Xander, uh, you know, he seems to be rounding back into form. Now that there's no injury concern, him at 10,300 in this field, is just it's, it's, it's just too low. Like if you start your lineup with Xander, it makes a lot of sense. I get it. I do. Um, by the way, Morikawa is the obvious pivot up top. He will be right around 10%, noticeably lower than everybody else. I already told you Will Zalatoris and Max Oman were the first two people I thought of this week. I would have them in every single cash lineup and probably have them around 60 to 80% of my GPP lineups, but I don't know how I want to handle this wind yet. Okay. Justin Thomas, just a gross mispricing, but amazingly enough, I you know like I actually have him projected higher in ownership than everybody else because I just truly believe people are gonna wake up and be like, wait, Justin Thomas is ninety four hundred. Why the hell am I not playing him? Okay, like I, I, it doesn't matter about his form. It doesn't matter about anything else. It's Justin Thomas at ninety four hundred. He's just too good of a player to not uh, get into your lineup. So that's why I have him coming in higher than other people. Max Homa, 
I think of one thing when I think of Max Homa. Long, hard, difficult courses, give them to me. Genesis, I'm in. U.S. Open, I'm in. Any kind of course like that that's long and difficult and you have to be a ball strike and SOB, Max Homa is at Homa. I don't know what that meant. Uh, Max Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, if you want to know the ultimate pivot, in my opinion, at Siwoo Kim, I've got him coming in at 8%, even though he's in great form. I think people just see Siwoo Kim's more expensive than Jason Day. Yeah, yeah, he just won a tournament two tournaments ago, and he played really well last week at the Amex. Uh, you know, Siwoo might be, like, hitting a peak here, and I think he's worth considering, especially at 8%. But if you want to go play Jason Day at more than twice that, you go ahead. Look, I get it. Jason Day plays long, tough course as well. I still remember so vividly PGA Championships and, and U.S. Opens in 2016, 2017, 2018. It's like Jason Day is just like an auto, like top 10, right? Because he just, he just does so many different things well, right? And if he is going to be the scrambling master that he used to and he gets the putter going, you almost have to ask yourself what conditions might screw over Jason Day. And I don't, I honestly don't know. I get it. I just don't want to eat the Jason Day chuck. That's where I'm at. I think he's a great play, but at the same time, I don't think he's a great enough play that I'm going to eat, uh, you know, whatever he was. 19% Jason Day chalk. Okay? Not Jason Today chalk. Uh, let's see. Justin Rose. Hey, if you want to play the old guy narrative who's making a comeback, how about you get off Jason Day and go play Justin Rose? I told you last week I kind of liked where he was heading. The defending champion, Luke List, no one wants to play him legit. The only guy over 8,000. He's the lowest owned guy over 8,000, and no one wants to touch him. People win back-to-back -to -back tournaments. They don't win back-to-back -to -back tournaments on consecutive weeks, but they'll win the same tournament year over year. That happens more frequently. Look it up. Hey, you see this range right here? Pendrith, Wyndham Clark, Davis Thompson, Alex Smalley, all super-owned. But there's one guy that wears a rope hat that's sandwiched between all of them. And you know what? Ain't a soul going to play him. And never forget that Harris English won me my freaking Fantasy Golf World Championship ticket by coming third at a long-ass hard course called the U.S. Open. Was it this course? Wasn't that, didn't John Rahm win this course at Torrey Pines? I don't know. I'm so bad at remembering courses. All you course people are like, no, it was, uh, it was the other one. Shut up. Okay. Uh, Ryan Palmer. Great course history. If you're a course history truther, Ryan Palmer's your dude. And he's overpriced. So you got to imagine you're going to get a guy with tremendous course history, probably at under 5%. Uh, if you want to be, be like me and say, hey, man, Patrick Rogers screwed me last week, man. I'm never playing that guy again. Okay, well, now he's going to come like T3 this week and screw you again. If he screwed you last week like he did me, you got to get over it. Just like I told you last week, go play Tom Kim, Sung Jay, and Robbie Shelton because all those guys screwed you the week before. They'll bounce back and fuck you again. And they definitely did, didn't they? So don't be afraid to go back to a guy that screwed you last week. Jonathan Vegas was a dude I was super excited about until I saw that like he's legit like five times the ownership of like Hodges, Lonto. He's twice uh, Taron. Hell, I'll take Matias Schmidt. The dude bombs it and got sixth last week. Give me some Matias Schmidt. You want some sleepers? You want a couple sleepers? I'll give you a couple sleepers to end on. A couple sleepers to end on. I will never forget uh, at, the, at the live final back in 2021, the guy, one of the guys was there. His name was Kid Cuddy, and he actually got – he was the only one of, I think, two of the 40 of us that got a 6-6 six six through at the, at, the, at the championship. And he had Doug Gibbon as lineup. I'm like, you play Doug Gibbon a lineup for a million bucks? What the hell is wrong with you? And he said – he looked me straight in the eye with the most stone-cold face, and he said, I know Doug Gim. You play Doug Gim at long, hard courses. And, like, it rang through to my soul. And to this day, every time I see a long, hard course, Doug Gim is in my lineups, okay? Uh, and, by the way, he ended up, I think, getting third for, like, I want to say a quarter million. So, <laughs> clearly, he knew what he was talking about. Uh, and then if you – one more. I'll give you two more. J.B. Holmes is so gross, but he does play well here. It might take him four hours to line up a shot, but he'll get there. And the last one, if you want to just play guy who bombs it, you want to play uh, Cameron Champ – uh, who's the young version? Brandon Matthews, longest driving distance of anybody in this tournament. Worth noting, right? Worth noting. All right, that brings us to who is the one guy I'm definitely not playing this week? 
Uh, the one guy I am definitely not playing this week is... Damn it, I, I should have already had this ready. Because you know what? I I, I don't want to say it, and then I win a whole bunch of money this week, and you see the guy in my lineup. So who is just someone? I am definitely not playing Maverick McNeely. Not a chance in hell I'm playing that donkey chalk. Okay, I might, I might talk myself into Jason Day, but no chance I'm talking myself into Maverick McNeely. You know, Polly, tell him. Get the fuck Get out, out of here, here Mav. Now, who is the one guy I'm definitely playing this week? I've given some real thought to this. I normally don't pick before the show, but this time I thought I had to make the show. This is a guy that I have decided I'm committed to. People seem to be a little scared about how to handle the weather. They seem to be a little concerned about his price tag, and they don't know what to do. The only real concern I see is the man needs a haircut. Okay? So, who's the one guy I'm definitely playing this week? We're playing John Rum. We're going to play John. I don't care. I'll play him 100% of my lineups if I have to. I'll at least have him in 70% just so I can say I'm 2x the field. I'm playing that goofy dude right there. John Rom will be in my lineups. I don't give a shit. I'm not going to be the guy that gets cute and tries to fade the guy that's going to go boat race everybody by 12 shots. John Rom plays long, hard courses better than anybody. John Rom is in good form. John Rom's a psycho, but actually seems to be in a good mental place for once in his life. All of these things, give them to me. I'll play, I'll play all the donkey chalk I want. I'll play so much of it, it won't even be donkey chalk. It'll just be called good leverage, you mother father. All right, that's it. That is that is it. You want you ready for the drawing? You want me to? Hey, hey, uh, 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 um, what's his name? Get, make sure you get your question in there, editor. In about uh one minute, I want you to do the drawing. Don't forget, we need one for the. We need uh two of them to make tickets with me, and one for the fuck counter. All right, hey, if you don't know, go check out my site. It's dgen75.com. It is, uh, it's very unique. It is, a, I'm building a community over there. I'm not trying to get big. I want to build a community full of people that love PGA DFS, people that want to learn how to play it and not take fucking picks, right? If that interests you, come check it out. If you want to be part of a community where like it's fun and supportive and sharing and not toxic and shit, come check it out. But most importantly, if you want the best tool, I will swear by this. This is the best tool in PGA DFS. So often we get all these numbers and they say, hey, dipshit, here's a bunch of numbers. Go figure it out. Okay, well, that doesn't really help you. What happens if you had a thing called the Rosetta Stone that laid out all the useful information you needed to know? How free, How often should we expect this guy to make the cut? How often are they going to win this? How often do they show up in the top 20? Do they have a wave advantage? What's their ownership going to be? What's their course rotation? Are they a good cash play? Uh, are they a good pivot? Are they a high leverage play? What if there's just one place where it could all be referenced very quickly my sweaty ass puts this together all day i do it for round three showdown round four showdown and of course what you're looking at right now is last week's for classic so if all of that interests you come check out my site dgen75.com we have weekly we have monthly we have yearly try it out i don't care if you if you're like a fuckhead don't even come all right i'll boot your ass anyways i i ain't about the money i'm about the community you brother Hey, go drop a like and smash the like button, as some people like to say. Uh, help the channel grow. Tell a friend. YouTube hates me. I've heard it's because I say fuck too much. I can't confirm that. You can always go follow me on Twitter. Uh, reach out to me. I'm not like one of those dudes. It's like, I'm a content provider, so I don't like have time to reply to you and stuff. I'll always reply to you. I don't take myself too serious. I'll give you a thoughtful and timely response. So feel free to reach out. All right, let's get to the drawing. Do we got the drawing over here? Our winners are. I say, wait, I already see one. One of them is Ruff, Ruffy, <laughs> Ruffery Daz. There you go, brother. I don't know how the hell to say your name, but you win. Me and you, we're making a ticket. Did he already do the other one? Uh, let's see. Who's the other one? Who is the other one? Uh, I guess he's, oh, Mark McCray. There you go. That's, you get a ticket. Both of you reach out to me, Mark and Ruffery, 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 reach out to me. We will make a ticket tonight. Just send me a DM. If you're on the discord, send it over there. If you're on the Twitters, send it over there. Right. Uh, and then for the last one, oh, there you go. There's the winners. Don't forget. We need to do the F counter. Uh, uh, what's your name editor? So 
Let's get to some q and I'm going to jump in there while he does that. We're going to finish up. Get any questions you want in there. I will stay here for the next 21 minutes because at 8 o'clock, I have a hot, hot date with dinner because the big guy hasn't eaten since lunch when I had that pizza. Let me get a quick drink. I'm sweating like a whore in church in here. Hold on. Let me, let me get out the old PGA towel. Look at that. PGA towel. Mm-mm-mm. Sorry, I got a little, John Rom gets me fired up. Rashad, I know Rashad. Rashad, me and you, we're in a death match, you mother father. We are playing four. How much is in there? 18 bucks. No, fuck that. No, fuck that. We will play for 20 bucks, okay? Me and you, head to head, 20 bucks. Send me an invite on DK. You beat me, I'll PayPal you the money. Unless you're a champion like my dude Brando, and then we will play 1v1. What was the answer to the poll today? More people seem like they want to play the South-North. So that would mean that they're playing the tougher course first, and then they will be on the easier course, which that's funny because that's 57-43, which I think is almost the exact opposite of what BK's was. I think his was 57-43 the other way. But if you don't know, BK, that's Brian Kirshner. Okay? He, he did a poll earlier, and it got like 2,000 votes, so it probably had a pretty good pulse on uh, what was going on in, uh, in, the, in the community. All right, here we go. Smidge, hey, that's Jungle JD. I know that guy. All right. Let's party. Let's do it. That guy, by the way, if you don't know, my boy John Gold JD, he's been on a heater. He just, like, that guy wins more, like, satellite tickets than any human being alive. Like, literally every Saturday, he's like, yeah, I just won these three $4,000 tickets. When do you think I should play them? <laughs> Jesus, like, if I won $4,000 tickets, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm in the streets. He's just like, yeah, I, I, just, I just happened to hit four of them yesterday. It was a slow day. All right, um, Jonathan, the Lord's time is upon us. By the way, new guy, this is the Lord's time zone, central time zone. If you live out on the East Coast, you're slapdick time zone, and I've heard there's other parts of the country. Can't confirm, though. Cannot confirm. We'll do it live. I forgot to send that out. Thanks, Chris. I was trying to get Dak's screenshot up, so I forgot to tweet it out. My bad. Deliverance, figuring out a 90-10 showdown to weekly. I really like that this week, man. Makes a lot of sense. I actually might go bitch, pull out some of my... Uh, my week-long stuff, and just go put more in Showdown. I, I feel pretty good about Showdown Cash tomorrow. I feel pretty good about Showdown GPPs just because, like, legit 30% of the field is just going to play, like, suboptimal plays, brother. Nick, hey, new guy, hit the like. That's right. What do we got, 172 people in here and only 70 likes? What are we doing? What, what do I got to do? Smash the like button, as, uh, as, <laughs> as us YouTubers like to say. All right, uh, Kenny, what's up, brother? How you doing, man? Uh, Kevin, let's effing go. That's right. Don't make me say it again. I don't want to go over 20 bucks. Uh, uh, Gavin, uh, here for the weather edge. Gavin, I hope I gave it to you. I, at the end, you got to pick it. I know which way I think I'm going to go, but you got to pick it. You're a man. You've won, you've won a lot of money, so clearly I, I trust your judgment. Uh, F-bomb counter. Let's go. You like that, Thomas? A lot of people like it. Some people do. That's stupid. Well, you know what? I think you're stupid, Dickie. Uh, what's up, Peter? Uh, Dave, hey, there he is right there. Stacking both sides. David's, all right, so there you go. There's a guy who's won a million bucks and then just last week won 100000 Dave says that he is going to play uh, both wave stacks. He's going to play them both. He's going to hedge both ways. He's going to stack some south-north and then stack some uh, north-south, right? And I think that's a very legitimate thing to do. Just put your player pools into two different pools and then play from both of them, right? And like, if you don't believe me, well, he's, he's a pretty good player himself, so maybe listen to him. What's up, Sean? Uh, I'm here for all the goods. What's up, AK Hollywood? I can't believe you didn't win. You're usually the shamrock man. Is Carson Steele on this slate? Well, Wade, I wish he was. Sadly, we got we have to settle for slapdick Brennan Steele, which maybe they're related, right? Uh, oh, wait, no, because Carson Steele actually does good at DFS. Oh, oh, man, sick burn to three people that got it. Okay, giddy up. Let's go. Yo, how's everyone doing? Better now that you're here, Johnny. Um, Is Ekroth the Goat going to finally show up? Whoa, whoa, whoa. He got 12th last week, Mike. I will not stand her for this. This Ek this wrote slander. He did just fine. 12th place at like 6,800. Let's do it. Joanne says Rose. I like I like some Rose. I like Roses too. 
Jerry, everyone is losing perspective on the 8K, 7K guys and worrying so much about the weather. Hard to handicap. Um, well, I mean, maybe take advantage of this. To me, the, the, the real money this week lies in trying to go nail those 7K guys because it is – I'm, I'm telling you, uh, Jerry, the whole 7K range, it is murky. Like, there ain't nobody. I'm like, yep, I'm in on him. Okay, there is two guys in the 7Ks I like quite a bit. But, like, other – I mean, you got to have – for my player pool, I need at least probably 8 to 10 guys in that range, and I, I'm committed to two of them. Yay. All right, how do you feel about Ryan Palmer? I, John, I, you know what, Jonathan? I'm kind of feeling the old crafty old guys this week, right? The crafty veterans. Give me give me some Scott Piercy, some Justin Rose, some Ryan Palmer. Uh, hell, I even kind of like Jason Day. I just wish he wasn't so damn chalky. So, yeah, I'm warm to it. I kind of like old guys at long, hard courses. I don't know why. I, didn't, <laughs> I wish I had a better answer. I, I just do. We all have, like, these weird things. You know, like, the first, like why do I... You know, like you just have these weird things that you believe, right? And like that's just one. Like, give me an old, uh, an old wily veteran at a hard long course. Uh, it's like the young guys can't handle the the nuance of the course. What seven K player do you like the most? Dietrich. Can't believe you made me say that on air, Bill. All right, hey, n- new person. Jesus would uh, fade Rom this week. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, then I must be losing my faith, big guy, because I'm not fading him. I'm playing Jonathan Ramathan. Um, 30s, I mean, look, he's just so good, man. It's like, it's like, what's his floor? T7? <laughs> it's just hard for him to not get there. I mean, outside of him, like, you know, getting off to a slow start and going into mopey, bitch, whiny mode, which he does a lot less now, I just don't see any way he doesn't get there. And I see a path to all those other guys, which, which is weird because I love Xander and Finau too. And at the end of the day, uh, I'm going to run into this thing called uh, math. It's going to be my problem this week. Uh, Devin, uh, thoughts on Morikawa this week? Uh, I think he's a tremendous pivot. Look, when I think of long, hard courses, that's the like grinder fest. That's where I want Morikawa. He's the ultimate leverage play up top. Ultimate leverage play. If you are just a guy who buys, who plays the leverage game all the time, how do you not play Morikawa this week? How do you not play him? Alex, do you think Morikawa has got out of his delicate flower stage and contend with Rom? Well, um, yeah, that I will tell you this. I like him at long, hard courses. I do worry that the, the wind blowing on Thursday may get him a little off. That would be my only concern. If he plays through that, I think that he is great uh, to, to do well. And I will say this. I believe Morikawa. What, is Morikawa, he might be on the north-south. I think he gets to – yeah, he, I think he plays in the south. He plays the harder course. I don't know if I really want Morikawa on the hard course on the hard conditions. But if he's playing well, it won't matter. Hey, it's the Swiss Alps man. Can you please expand on correlation and lineup constructions for this week? Is the correlation more important in cash or GPPs? Oh, definitely in GPPs, right? Once again, uh, if we're talking showdown uh, Swiss, uh, I think you definitely just want to only play guys from North Course. I don't even think that's a real like hot take on my part, right? Uh, For uh, week-long, though, which I believe is what your question is asking, I think that you want to go correlation on your GPP lineups. I think you want all guys who start on the south course in a lineup, or you want all guys who start on the north course in a lineup. Because one of those two, I think, is going to have a definitive edge this week. That wind is really going to screw things up on Thursday, right? And I just don't know who it's going to affect more. Or maybe the softer conditions on Wednesday are going to lead to those guys who start on the north course getting so far ahead that, that the wind doesn't affect them as much on Wednesday, and they're able to pick up two strokes that way. I don't know the answer to the riddle, but I do know that I want to have two pools of players and I only play guys from those pools together, right? Like like I've got my north-south guys over here and my south-north guys over here. I'm not going to mix them. I just don't think that's a smart thing to do this week. I think that's a suboptimal play. My opinion, you did ask me, so you're getting my opinion. I made one and sent it to you. Ah, there we go. Uh, Billy, you playing uh, the first sponsor exemption, DK priced in the 9K? Uh, wait, who's in the 9K that's a sponsor exemption? Taylor Montgomery or something? Who's the? T- I don't even know who the hell we're talking about. Billy. 
Don't don't drop knowledge on me like that. I know how to play the game. I don't I don't know anything about grass and, and tour cards and shit like that. Hey, Troy Dow, don't recognize you. Welcome, brother. Uh, fading Rom this week, not a chance in hell. All right, moving on. Uh, who is the 8K range? Uh, who in the 8K range is looking good? Give me Siwoo, man. I'm just, I just believe like no one wants to play Siwoo. If I can, if he's going to be the lowest owned guys in the 8K, I think Siwoo like is a guy that he's he's a head case. He is. But the good news about a head case is no matter how hard it gets, if he's locked in, shit won't make a difference. He'll just play well at any courts. Now, he might go out and you'll see that he's five over through three, and you'll be like, well, those lineups are dead. That's a very real thing that can happen. But, like, Siwoo is a guy that could go win this tournament or get a top five uh, and and um, could could be the difference because no one's going to play him. So there you go. That's a weird one. That's a weird one. If you're playing the weather edge, do you go all guys uh, from the edge and mix and match the case? So here's how I'm going to do it, Nick. I, if I play this weather edge, right, let's just say that I go all guys that start on the south course and then they get the north course, the easier course on Thursday. If I do that, here's what I'm going to do. Basically, any guy below 8,500, I'm, I'm not going to play him from, the, from what I perceive to be the wrong side because scrubs can't handle bad weather like the studs can. Now, does that mean if I play that that I'm automatically off of Homa, automatically off of Zalatoris? automatically off of Jason Day? No, it doesn't. I'm still going to consider those guys in my player pool because they're so good that I think that they could do it. However, I think what I'm liking more is just building two completely different player pools, right? Just have two little compact player pools that I like. One of north-south guys, maybe 15 guys. One of uh, 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 south-north guys, maybe about 15 guys. And then just build, you know, build appropriately from there. That's what I like. I think I like that more than kind of mixing and matching. I feel like that's just a better overall strategy. Nicholas. Trent, a lot of names I'm not recognizing. Is Will Gordon Donkey Chalk? I think. I mean, he's right there on the edge, Trent. If I were in a worse mood, I would have called him. Uh, I would have called him Donkey Chalk. Uh, overlay, yes, this is happening. I mean, it, you need to look. If you're not up in the morning checking DK for overlays, especially at like the weird things like you know satellites and double ups and stuff like that, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. Check tiers, check showdown because uh, you would be amazed. I know all of you, your sweaty tryhards that are in here watching a stream on a Tuesday night, you know what's going on, but you do not realize how many casuals out there that have no fucking idea that this tournament doesn't even start. Or this, this tournament starts Wednesday and not Thursday. They have no idea. I guarantee you that there is something like some astronomical number, probably over 10,000 people that regularly play that have no idea the tournament starts a day early this week. And when those guys don't throw in their two or three lineups, that leaves a lot of empty vacancies, which lead to overlays. Rob, showdown. All North guys and 5142 build and get a little different in solo ship. I mean, you can, but how about this, Rob? How about you just go all North guys and then do a couple South all South guy lineups too as a little hedge? Uh, what in what is the industry narrative this week? Uh, that's a good question. Ball strikers. I would say I would say Bill. If I had to say one thing that I've heard a lot of people say, people want ball strikers. That's why Homa is so popular. That's why John Rahm is so popular. That's why Zalatoris is so popular. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other guys. Will Gordon, part of the reason he's so popular is he's been ball striking. Oh, Bombers is the other one, right? That's why guys like Jonathan Vegas have really gotten some legs with ownership. Is like everybody thinks you have to be a bomber off the tee here. I don't disagree. Okay. Uh, I am uh, maxing the five. Do it. I just made all my lineups. Well, Brian, I'm pretty sure I heard you say the other day you were slowing down on DraftKings because you hadn't been winning. Maybe it's because you make your lineups before the show. Did you ever think about that, your mother father? Okay. Thoughts on uh, Montgomery over Homa and DFS? Uh, all for it. I'm, I'm a Montgomery slut. Look, when I think of Montgomery, his game, I like him more at Birdie Fest. But you know what I'm starting to realize about the dude is like his game, he putts so well. And he bombs it so far that, like, I kind of think that he can survive at a course like this. You know, like, just don't hit any shots on your approach like you did on 17 last week, dickhead. Uh, all right. 
Brian New. Agreed completely this week. $20 price structure, not a fan. Yeah, there you go. That's why I'm from a guy that has a lot of money. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, 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 deliverance for weekly uh, leaning stars and scrubs or more balance. Ain't no chance I'm playing stars and scrubs this week because I legit only like I mean, I'm not kidding. I only see three guys below 7,000 that I can even consider in my player pool. It is gross down there. And it gets really gross because at tough courses, slap dicks get slap dicked a lot harder, okay? And so I can't be playing a ton of those guys because, like, they're just not going to be able to make it. Slap dicks can do great at Birdie Fest, right? But when you got to grind it out, I want the better players. And there ain't better players down in the 6Ks, brother. Um... Uh, hey, there you go. Brian loves his picks. You should. Hey, I watched your show. Good show last night. Uh, Nick, thank you. The editor will eat this week. First time he's eaten in two weeks. Thank you, Nick. He's very excited. He's he's down to ninety eight pounds. It's scary. Patrick Rogers for all the money. Don't hate it. I don't hate it. I'm gonna go right back to him. I'll I'll let that guy make me remortgage my house. That stupid mother father. I can't believe I played him last week and lost. I lost with Patrick Rogers. That fucking loser. All right. Let's see. Uh, Chad is on fire. That's because people love me, Mike. They love the show. We're here. Uh, Bates, Kirsch, appreciate your work. Yeah, we all do. Uh, BK, you demand. Hey, Nick, we will not say nice things to BK. He got us one nice compliment. That's it. We're, we, we've hit the quota. Uh, do we have bad weather here last year? No, it was 2021. I think there was a someone posted a really good thing over on the Discord. Uh, we we like just share all the good tweets that come through that people like you know PGA Tout put out and John Hasselbauer. Uh, um, what the hell's his name? Bauer, uh, uh, Ron Kloss. There's just a, they put a lot of interesting information out, and one of them put out like 2021, the difference in the courses. Right? Uh, matter of fact, it wasn't real clear what they were saying, but my dude, uh, uh, Jungle JD, Jungle JD, explained it to me. Nick, the editor's going to be able to retire from this uh, by the U.S. Open at this rate. No, he's not. He's a, he's a kid barely eats. Uh, any Canadian you like this weekend? I mean, Taylor Pendrith kind of fits exactly what I'm thinking. The fact that I'm not playing Taylor Pendrith just makes me hate myself. And the fact that he's kind of becoming low-key donkey chalk kind of upsets me. So I know he's going to smash because my one guy that I really predicted to break out this year was Taylor Pendrith. So, of course, he'll break out this week while I'm fading him. <laughs> All right. Would, uh, would the Lord fade Rom this week? Nope. No, he wouldn't. I've talked to him. I've done a lot of praying, and he's playing him. Thoughts on Dietrich, Christian? You know I love Dietrich. I do. I wish I was hoping he's gonna be five percent, but he's gonna be he's gonna be like ten, not like deal breaker owned, but kind of like, eh, what am I doing? With my life owned. Uh, if I start uh, losing, he won't. Right? Okay. Jesus, Corum, how many times are you gonna ask this question? All right. Uh, what are your thoughts about Smotherman this week? Uh, I actually don't mind him. He's a pretty good ball striker. I had just heard early in the week he was gonna be chalk, but when I did my ownership today, uh, Bill, he did not. He was not chalk at all, like at all. All right. Uh, who pays for a win subscription? <laughs> Sweaty bastards like some of the people on my Discord that share the stuff with me. Uh, uh, dude, we go south-north always. South-north always. Good, because that's what I'm doing. Nakora. Uh, Nakora. Uh, I, I hope you're Japanese, because I read that as a Japanese name. Uh, Nakora. All right. Uh, DP, unfortunately, I do. Thoughts on 6-0 North Showdown tomorrow. I don't think there's any other way to do it. If you play a guy from the South Course on Showdown tomorrow, I want you to put on your favorite pair of running shoes. I want you to tie him up real tight. Double knots. This is important. I want you to go outside. I want you to get yourself some space and run as fast as you possibly can. And I want you to go run into a brick wall. Okay, that's what I want you to do. All right, wind and major distance. Okay. I might be. I don't know what the hell we're talking about, but cool. Uh, can Spencer Levine be 0.1% on? I have him locked at 150. Uh, Akasaw, I'll tell you this. If you do, respect, brother. Respect. I, I think that's stupid. But, uh, you know, Spencer Levine, he may not hit it far, but he hits it crooked. You know what I'm saying? That's the good thing I can say about Spencer Levine. Uh, uh, all right. 
why not start a player pool up top with who you like? Whatever course they start on, you build your lineup that way. McCoy, that makes a lot of sense, right? If you really, if you really are committed to uh, Zalatoris and Homa, well, then go with all the guys that are going to be doing north south. I kind of like that. Not bad. Nogora. Uh, yes, Brian's going the other way on the course stack. I think he is more for the guys. He wants his guys to do the scoring on the north course on Wednesday. So that would be your guys like Xander, Morikawa, uh, Homa, Zalatoris, right? Whereas I think, and this is what I, I'm just going off what worked for me last week. I do not want the guys getting butchered in the tough in the tough conditions, right? A guy like Finau, let's say uh, he plays South Course on Wednesday, he goes and shoots a minus two, whatever, right? But now he's got to play in the hard-ass conditions on Thursday, and he goes over the stadium course. If he was playing the stadium course, he'd probably shoot a four over, but because he's on the north course, he can shoot an even par round. That's how I'm thinking of it. I just think this course is going to play tough. Because of that, I want the guys that are going to get the least blown up. So, and I'm not, I, I wouldn't bet any money on it. Well, other than all the money in my lineups, but I wouldn't, I'm not telling you this is the truth. Brian's a dumbass and I'm right. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, single entry, but you guys play both builds if you like. I prefer north south. There it is. Uh, I'm stacking the same way. There you go. I don't know if you're agreeing with me or if you're agreeing with Brian, but good luck to you either way, you mother father. How much salary do you leave on the table at most? Well, Peter, let me tell you. This week, uh, probably no more than 100 bucks. Okay, first of all, I will admit I'm a six-year-old when it comes to this stuff, and I hate leaving money on the table. But this week, when you have tight pricing, especially if you want to get John Rahman there and you hate everybody in the 6Ks, you really don't have much of an option but to spend all your money, right? So I, I will be spending almost all my money on almost all my lineups. Uh, one guy you fading this week. Oh, I already told you, Anton. I already told you. It's 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 Mav McNeely, who's a guy I normally play a lot of, but I am not going to play Mav McNeely. Chalk. May I may I drop dead before I ever do that? Uh, same with Justin Thomas in the winning the PGA. There you go. That's a great point, Mark. He was on the tougher side and he did win. I do remember that. And I was there. I've got the fucking hat on. All right. Uh, I, I, there is a chance that it could just play out and be the same. Like it, it could be like they get two shots better this day and they're two shots worse this day and it just all ends up being the same. There, that is a thing that could happen. Uh, and same with the players. So I heard ah, that one. That one backfired. <laughs> I'm very. Uh, that's still trauma, Dave. Let it. Don't don't bring that up. That's trauma. All right, uh, Matt, what are the certain criteria that you play someone with a ruru bad price relationship? I mean, you got to remember that most of the players on the stone that are priced ruru bad, that's just because DraftKings has much more aggressive pricing than FanDuel. So a large portion of those players, especially the cheap guys, always get priced at ruru bad. So it's almost unfair to them, right? Really, I just put that on the Rosetta Stone to kind of show you guys like if there's a really good value or a really bad value up high. Because once you get down bottom, they're almost all ruru bad values because of the, the pricing difference between DraftKings Kings and FanDuel, how low they're willing to go with their bottom players. So I wouldn't read too much into that in the 6Ks. If you were playing the South North, uh, which 3-7K guys do you prefer to start time? Uh, wait, if I'm playing if I'm playing the South North, I don't have all that up. Let's see. If I were to have that up, some guys in the 7Ks, I think Dietrich's on the one that I like. I think Burmeister's on the one that I like, and I think Woodland's on the one that I like. So there you go. That's three that I would, if they're on the North, oh wait, that's South North. Shit, I think that's on the other one. Okay, now I gotta go start all over. Uh, Patrick Rogers is on that one. Uh, Brendan Steele would be one. Jonathan Vegas would be one. And who is somebody else? Will Gordon, your mother father. All right, uh, I'm only doing. Uh, I'm doing the weekly invite to DK contest and such. Uh, all right, good luck, man. My lord, y'all thirsty for plays. There you go. <laughs> Are you playing any Yahoo? No, but I should, Justin. I definitely should. There's, it's just me being a lazy asshole. Maybe, you know what? Maybe my dude Zach will remind me tonight that I committed to Yahoo. And I'll go over there and I'll fill out some sweaty lineups. 
Who do you think will win the Masters? Uh, Max Homa. Uh, uh, sent you a recent Wendy. <laughs> I don't know what you're laughing at, but welcome. AO22. Uh, Ryan McQueen, the wind is going to be a factor. Turn on South North lineup construction. Thanks for all you do. Uh, I think so. I, I, I don't I don't know which way is going to be the right way, but I would definitely play that wind edge one way or the other, Ryan. What is the most important stat this week? Driving distance or POA putting? Driving distance, without question. Uh, driving distance, and I actually like around the green more than I like POA putting because some I heard a couple smart people say that like these POAs don't run like uh, don't roll like other POA. I don't, I don't know what the fuck that means. I just whatever. Uh, okay, are you playing the delicate flower this week? I mean, I really want to. I really want to. If I, if I come to find out that I want to play the guys that go north south, I will play him for sure. If I decide that I'm leaning more towards the uh, 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 south north guys, then no, obviously not. Uh, who do you like in the six k range? You want one guy because you guys are thirsty for plays. A six k guy that I am very interested in is. I don't want to give him away. <laughs> he's my he's my dirty little secret. Uh. Uh, I already said him. Scott Piercy. Team old guy. Team old guy. All right. What do you think of Aaron Rye? I mean, he just hasn't been that good. I keep playing him thinking he's going to break out trip, but he just doesn't. So, like, I want to see something first because I'm getting tired of losing money on that two-glove slap dick. Uh, love the content profit last two weeks. Let's go, Peter. Let's go. Love to hear it. Always send me a screenshot. You get anything big. Hashtag motherfucker wins. Is there a path for stars and scrubs? I mean, if you love some scrubs, go right on ahead. I can't name three scrubs I want to put in a lineup, Thomas. Redmond this week, man, this does seem like a Redmond course, doesn't it, Brant? But I'm telling you, the dude's just broken. I don't know what happened to him. Everybody used to want to play that guy, and now it's like, nah, no thanks. Your contest link isn't working at the moment. Can you fix it? Editor, go help my man. Do you add a few new guys to the player pool in normal this week since there's uncertainty with the weather? Uh, no, I'm still going to stay pretty tight. I'll probably, I think I'm, well, no, because I'm doing like 200 lineups. So I'll probably have a player pool of about 25 guys. Although, now I'm thinking about it, I might do two player pools of 15. Now that I think about it, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm getting kind of hedgy, nervous bitch mode, which isn't really my style. So maybe I maybe I just need to eat some dinner and snap the hell out of it. All right, there we go. He got it. He got it. Uh, you're not playing around this week? How much, I'd love to talk to you about your mental health. Yeah, no, I'm playing him. I'm playing him. Back nine bets. Dude, you're bringing even more heat than normal. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Like your show, too. Uh, does Rom need, uh, does Rom being that expensive make him need to be a must win? So this is a common question I get. Well, he's so expensive. He has to win to pay it off. Let me just go ahead and give you a hypothetical. Let's just say that Finau, Xander, Morikawa, and, uh, Zalatoris all miss the cut. I mean, in that scenario, there's very much a likely chance that John Rom could be in the nuts lineup with like a T50. Because, like, people are going to spend their money. And if people of all these lineups are dead that spent their money on them, you're going to need Rom in there. So it's not about necessarily what place he gets. It's about how he does relative to the people around him. Now, I will say this. In a perfect world, if Finau and Rom both get T2 and they both score almost the exact same amount of points, well, you'd be a lot better having Finau in that situation because he's, you know, $1,100 cheaper, right? But Rom doesn't have to win the tournament to pay off that price tag. He really doesn't even get top three. Probably does, but you know that we don't play by optimals, right? No one hardly ever builds the optimal lineup on a given week. We can go see what the optimal is, but then there's also like the real-world consequences of people spend their fucking salary, right? And so because of that, we have to build lineups. Uh, we have to think about how they finish practically. Uh, I faded Rom last week and don't want to chase him again, but I might anyways. Hey, the guy's amazing. Does your junk chalk classification take into account players being on the projected good wave? 
Uh, no, it doesn't. I literally just did it based on ownership versus the people around them because, Rashad, I am not confident enough to know how the weather is going to play this week. Be very, I am the weather guy, and people come here for a weather edge, and I nailed it last week, just like I keep nailing it. But uh, I, I don't have a strong enough take to, to share with people this week. I respect either way you guys go. Hideki or Siwoo going Morikawa with one of them. I, you know, let me tell you, Kevin, if you're going to go Hideki or Siwoo with Morikawa, at some point you have to ask yourself, are you pivoting too much? You know, like the good thing about a pivot is you do it once in your lineup, maybe twice, but I don't love starting pivot, pivot up top, right? So maybe play more Akawa, but play him with somebody a little bit, you know, chalkier or go play your Siwoo or Deki, but play them with somebody chalkier. When you start pivot, pivot, I, I, I honestly feel like you're just being too cute at that point. Any love for champ this week? Man, he's broken, Christian. I want to play him, but he's broken. With Rom at the current projected ownership, how long must he finish the full fade consider plus EV? Once again, all you need to do is it doesn't even matter how high he finishes. If Finau, Xander, Morikawa, any of those guys finish within five points of him, he will have probably been a negative play. Sean, thoughts on Cam Davis? No one wants to play him. I'm in. I'm in on Cam Davis. He can hit it far. He's Australian, mate. Oh, wait, that ain't Australian. That's I don't know what the hell that was. Gim Reaper, let's go. Playing cash on showdown tomorrow? Does a bear shit in the woods, Mark? Uh, I need a haircut, don't we all, brother? I need a shave is what I need. Who are the course history pivots off? Torrey Pines, Heroes, Rom, and Palmer. So some course history guys. I have it right here. Is it this one? Uh, uh, yeah, John Rom. Oh, no, that's Long 72. Where's course history? Is it this one? Where you at? Yeah, course history. John Rom, Justin Rose, uh, Ryan Palmer, Will Zalatoris. There you go. Uh, uh, who are your favorites for the Super Bowl? Uh, the Bills and the Cowboys. Price picks plays. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I'll do that when I do round one showdown tonight. I'll do that over on the Discord, Corey. Uh, Cody, studs and duds or a more balanced build? Do you like studs and? Oh, definitely more balanced, Cody. Ain't even close. Uh, would you lean to the wind edge or playing single entry when playing single entry? Absolutely, P. Lou. I mean, if I'm gonna play the wind edge, I don't give if it's a one. I don't care if it's a MME single entry or three max. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with it, man. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go with it. Uh, 7K play for GPPs. Let's see. I got I got your 7K play for a GPP. You want to get slimy? You get old Ropat Harris English in your lineups. Chris, was such a lousy 6K group better in the mix to mix and match scrubs? I agree. Yeah. I, I think you could probably pick five or six guys down there and just not get too committed to one of them, right? Uh, let's see. Uh, are there specific players that you play on West Coast courses? I mean, I do like Maverick McNeely out West, typically. He plays better out there. I like J.J. Spawn out West. I like Scott Stallings out West. Um, but I don't know if I like him enough to eat chalk. Not that Scott Stallings is going to be chalk. Can Ben Griffith keep it going for another week? I think so. Guys, the guy's ball striking, and that is sustainable. It's not like Taylor Montgomery, who's just a fucking shamrock putter. Uh, haven't been kicked out of the Discord yet, so everyone's safe. There you go. Nick stirs up the shit. Does FanDuel have any good tournaments? Yeah, they're big uh, $75,000 tournament, 15 k to first. I, I play in it every week. It's not bad. It, you know, if you just get over the fear that they're going to take all your money and go under like full tilt poker. <laughs> all right. GJ always replies, great lad. Hey, that's right, I do. Holy cow, this chat tonight. What is going I just want to eat dinner. All right, uh, let's see. A lot of got to congrats. Big winners. Don't forget to reach out to me, winners. Any thoughts on Yahoo Golf? Yeah, you're going to make me do it, Mr. Pantorini. Make me do it tonight. NASCAR junkie, ready to roll it over. Let's go, John. Uh, make sure to send me a DM tonight. My ass will forget. Uh, hit the like. It's pretty easy. That's right. Still got 147 people in here. We're not even to 100 likes. What is life right now? What is life? For the record, my vote was a coin flip. Hey, there you go. I respect that. Uh, any thoughts on Cam Champ this week to spike uh, for uh, top 10 or usual? I, I can't do it. I want to believe in Cam Champ. He's the kind of guy I'm looking for, but, man, he's so bad. 
uh, with you on Rombo, running it back. There you go. There you go. I, and I, I will, I will warn you. David might be a little biased. Uh, John Rom did just win him six figures last week, so he might be, he might be a little blinded by him right now. Uh, do you like balanced builds or stars and scrubs? Balanced faux show. Uh, what is your back percentage own in GPP? Uh, is that cumulative ownership percentage owned? Uh, I, I'm much more big on product ownership, which is basically, uh, you know, where you multiply them all together. It doesn't really matter if you play a chalky guy or two in your lineup. If you have, you know, three or four pivots in there, your product ownership will get really low and you'll have a very unique lineup compared to everybody else. So I don't worry too much about cumulative ownership. You playing, uh, oh, there we go. See, I got it right, Billy. Try to try to stump me on my own show. Yeah, I'm playing Taylor Montgomery. Hell yeah. Give me that lucky flat stick. How would you build a single entry? What's your process for selecting players? Well, I'm going to build my player pool like I normally do, right? And then from there, I'm going to go and I'm going to probably pick my two or three favorite guys that I like, the guys that I'm the most committed to that I'm playing in the most of my lineups. And then from there, from my player pool, I'm going to make a point to get three guys in that single entry that are lower owned because low owned guys are going to be even more low owned in single entries and you'll get even more leverage on them. And my argument would be if they're good enough to be in your player pool, they're good enough to be in your single entry. That's my argument. That will always be my argument. Uh, old Elvis, what is the max percentage owned in your GPPs? Once again, I'm a product ownership guy. I, if you want a number, I'll say like 60 to 80%. But I, I'll go play Rom and you know whoever, uh, Thomas, and that already has me at 55%. But if I go put them with four guys that are all under 5%, the product ownership is going to be so low that it won't really matter. The, you got to get away from cumulative ownership. That's, that's elementary stuff. Faded Rom and Weeklong. Playing more showdown in Rom is an auto-click. Is he the guy that can play in weather no matter? Yes, he is. Does JT off the tee? Yes, it does, Cody. He is not very consistent off the tee. And off the tee and around the greens are two things I really looked at. But I will tell you, JT is a magician around the greens. He has, he's tremendous around the greens. All right, we got to wrap this up. The big guy's about to pass out. I had no idea this tournament, tournament tomorrow popped up in my notifications. Star-Lord, that's why I'm here. We miss you. We miss you. Get back over there. Any golfers you can get on a hot course anywhere, anytime, brother. I, I don't disagree with that, uh, Peter. I, 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 don't, I, I don't think that's disagreeing. Who is the golfer that is the least length that you'd still be intrigued by? So a short hitter that could still get around here? Uh, that's a really good question. That was a good, good question. Let me go find a good one real quick. Mm, who is a short hitter that could still get around this course? It's going to have to be somebody crafty. Where's, where, where's that old hobbit Brian Harmon at this week? I want to play him. Uh, you know what? Dumpy Bo. There you go. I don't think he's short, but I don't see any other guys. Serrata's my only 6K guy this week. I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, good luck. My biggest takeaway from this stream, $2 for exclusive wing coverage. The internet is wild. Hey, that's a big commitment, Derek. We're not all made of money, pal. Uh, Hayden Buckley's still alive, right? Give me that, mother father. I don't disagree. I'll play some Hayden Buckley. Uh, I'll keep it honest with the Yahoo line. There you go. Uh, what would your cumulative win equity be for the, for a full field? I think if you could get between 13 and 15%, you're building a really good lineup map. Think he meant blood alcohol content. Oh, okay. I didn't. I would have never put that together. I'm hot. I'm irritable. This show is over. I hope you all have enjoyed it. I will be back for round three and round four. Showdown hoedown on Thursday and Friday? What the hell? Well, nothing says Tuesday night like the end of my show and a whole bunch of banjos. I hope you enjoy this outro, which I just remembered. <laughs> it's not banjos. You're going to enjoy it anyways. Mm -hmm.